to Adjusted Reality, a podcast series trusted by the adjusted and brought to you by the Foundation for Chiropractic Progress. Today, we are going to connect with the fittest man alive as he outlines how you can get started in your fitness journey or level up with your fitness journey. Stay with me as we speak to CrossFit Games champion, Rich Froning. As the winner of four consecutive CrossFit game men's titles, 2011 to 2014, Rich Froning dominated the title of fittest man on earth like no one before him. The former firefighter from Cookville, Tennessee took up CrossFit in 2009 and made his game's debut a year later, finishing second overall. In 2014, after his fourth consecutive win, Rich stepped away from the individual competition to focus on his growing family. In 2015, Rich still found his way to the top of the game's podium four more times as the anchoring member of Mayhem Freedom, champions of the Affiliate Cup in 2015, 16, 18, and 2019. Rich is the author of First, What It Takes to Win, where he shares many of his methods for success, including his unwavering faith, strict workout schedule, and at times, not so strict diet. His inspiring story is also told in the 2015 documentary, Froning, available on Netflix. Rich currently lives in Cookville with his wife, Hillary, and his three beautiful children, Lakeland, Trice, and Violet. Welcome to the show, Rich. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, this is, this is really great. Um, for the audiences that are just listening to the podcast, you will hear in the background, we are in the environment. The in the, yep. That's right. We're in the CrossFit environment. It's a beautiful gym. So if you want to see what's going on behind Rich, you got to come to the video portion of this podcast. Listen, as a CrossFit champion, I want you to take us back to the beginning. What actually prompted your fitness journey and why CrossFit? Oh man, we're going back a long time now. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, I grew up playing baseball, playing, uh, sports as much as I could, uh, super competitive, uh, family. I'm, I'm one of, on my mom's side alone, I'm one of, uh, 32 first cousins, 25 of us are boys. Um, so any type of family get together when we were kids turned into some type of competition. I now realize that, uh, our parents were not actually trying to figure out who was the most dominant cousin. Um, they were actually trying to tire us out. I've now learned that as a parent, but at the time, um, we always thought, Hey, they're trying to see which one of us is the best. And so, uh, you know, just that competitive nature growing up and, uh, it's just kind of who I was and what I was brought up in. My parents were never, um, super pushy in sports whatsoever, always super supportive, but, um, you know, that I think just came naturally as the competitive side of it. So I had that played a little bit of college baseball, got into college baseball, realized, um, it just, you know, didn't have that same love for the game that I once had. And then uh, was a firefighter, like you said. And here in Cookville, they had a, a program where you worked as a full-time firefighter and they paid your tuition to Tennessee Tech. And so I was getting my undergrad, um, kind of bouncing around. Honestly, I thought um, I was just going to stay a firefighter and, you know, get a degree. And then it would help out with, uh, you know, promotions and different things uh, throughout my career. And I uh, kind of got it into exercise and into exercise science at that point. And, um uh, 
actually it was my senior year, my last semester, of my senior year, the professor that I had was the head strength and conditioning coach. And uh, he was like, you know, you, you're a military or you're a firefighter. A lot of military police fire at that time did cross it. Um, he was like, you should try this out. And so I actually have the, uh, the uh, textbook where I wrote crossfit.com in the, the front cover of the textbook. And I guess they say, uh, as they say, the rest is history. And so uh, in June of 2009 is when I started. And I think I just liked it because, you know, there's a competitive aspect of it. Honestly, I didn't know um, anything about the CrossFit games until uh, probably about six months into it. And then we started watching these videos and we were like, hey, me and my cousin who I started CrossFit with, um, like, we should try this next year. And so, uh, yeah, that was 2010 was the first year I competed. I first have to give kudos to your mom because clearly having that many boys around must have been a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily, you know, my mom, we always, we, we joke cause we moved uh, from Michigan to Tennessee. My mom is the w- only one of her nine brothers and sisters that has any less than three kids. My aunt has six boys. Oh, wow. um, so yeah. Yeah. So it was just me and my sister here, but anytime we went um, back to Michigan or any family get togethers, it was a uh, chaos. I bet and now I realize the chaos. Having one boy, um, I realize the chaos. I can't imagine six. Right? I have two boys myself, and I can tell you that it's all about how do you burn them? How do you burn uh-huh. that energy low so they can sleep at night? Love yep. it. So obviously, you've had a great deal of success. In fact, I'm looking at success right behind you as having <laughs> yeah. that gym. Build it, then they will come. Right? Tell us a little bit about what you actually attribute your performance success to. Oh man, uh, we've definitely been blessed in what, in what we've um, done. Um, you know, we luckily from the beginning have had a great team um, surrounded me. You know, I, I competed as an individual for four years, but um, it's been a team event from the business side of it from the beginning. And, uh, you know, we've had people come and go and um, help build for a while and then, you know, move on or do something else. And, um, but, you know, it's, it's not me. It takes, you know, a bunch of different people and, and um, I guess, uh, realizing that, Hey, you're not, um, you may be the best at working out, but you're not the best at some other things and, and realizing that and allowing others to kind of, uh, pick up in the areas of specialty or their specialty. And that's one thing in the last you know year or so, um, for a long time, we did really well with the skeleton crew, but, um, we've grown quite a bit over the last, uh, probably six months to a year and realizing, Hey, more people, um, you know, makes the load lighter and it's been, been really good. You know, you met Rory and talked to Rory. He's been a big asset. Um, we brought in kind of a COO, um, to kind of run the daily operations, Brian and, um, great media team, um, all kinds of stuff. So, uh, just trying to, trying to stay on top of all of that stuff. And so, like I said, you got Trice. Trice was trying to jump up in here and then. Of course, who wouldn't want to be on the podcast with us, right? now (laughs) Now he's trying to unplug a light behind us. And so, He's a, he's a disaster. We call him Trice NATO, Trice Aster, uh, Trice Manian Devil, any of those things. Well, this is part of your success is now you're starting yeah. to see your adjusted reality. Yeah, and that, for sure. For <laughs> this sure. This is fun. So. Well, let's, let's talk about this. There is the statement, the fittest man alive. And as I was watching the Netflix documentary, it was actually noted that you could be the fittest man in history. Tell me, how does that feel? I, you know, I think that's more of a CrossFit tagline and kind of um, their, you know, they, with CrossFit, you, um, their definition of fitness is, you know, you're not the best at any one thing. You're kind of balanced across all uh, domains. 
And so I think that's more of their tagline. Um, you know, I, it is what it is. You know, there's probably people out there that are better at fitness or better at some things, um, that just haven't been tested, but, um, it's allowed us to do some really cool things. Like we said, we're, we're here, um, without any of those titles or any of the stuff that we've done or the platform that we've grown, uh, we wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff. And, you know, really what it comes down to for me is I get to do it. I love every day. And, um, nine times out of 10, if my kids want to come with me or want to hang out, um, they can hang out and be around, which is great. You know, you see the gym in the background here, but we have a barn at the house that's uh, about 5,000 square feet and it's 75 to hundred yards from the house. So if the kids want to hang, they want to hang. And, um, I want them there with me as much as I can. So, um, all those titles and stuff are, are great. And, you know, like I said, I get to do what I, uh, what I love for a living. Um, but it really, for me, comes down to the, the family side of it and, uh, I get to spend a ton of time with them. So it's, it's been great. Rich, I love how humble you are. And I think that's a, a fabulous trait that most of the people we have on Adjusted Reality are that they're the top of their game and they do the best they can with the gifts that they've been given and they're humble. And it's so refreshing to see that in today's social media environment. I have to ask you though, there has been a lot of injuries throughout the years in, in CrossFit for different people, but you seem to be almost like a Titan. Like there's, <laughs> there's like a gladiator who just won't stop. Can you tell me how in your athletic career, how do you think you manage to be so strong and not have to be set back? Cause my, my son right now is watching some of his favorite football teams and there's so many injuries Tell me what you think about how you keep yourself so strong. Yeah, I think, you know, when you were talking about social media, we always show the good side of things and, uh, you know, our, our highlights and, and that's what people want. But yeah, I mean, there are days where you, you feel beat up. Um, you know, the biggest thing for me is um, trying to, you know, we talk humble, but you still have a little bit of ego when it's, you know, you want to lift, you want to get back to those things, but you have a little nagging thing. So over the years, I've you know, there's been times in my career where I've done a really good job of listening to my body and, um, and, and not, you know, pressing the envelope when I can't, but then there's been times where, you know, little things start to just add up over time and, uh, they keep getting worse and you get frustrated and you try different things. And, um, you know, I, you know, we're on a, we're talking about being adjusted on, on a podcast, but I I've been going to a chiropractor since shoot, I think I was like 11 or 12 years old. Um, I go to a chiropractor as well as a DO. Honestly, I think it's, I, I credit a lot of that, um, moving well, trying to move as well as I can and, uh, make sure my body is, is, um, in the right positions. Um, but also regular maintenance for sure. But like I said, just <clears throat> at times I've done a lot better of, of listening to my body and making sure that I'm not doing things that are going to hurt it worse. Um, but then there's been some times where I'm like, you know, in competition is way different versus actual training. Um, you know, the only, I guess, major injury you could say that I've had is a torn meniscus and that was in 17. So um, other than that, you know, I, everybody has little gremlins that you kind of have going around. You got to, you know, warm them up a little bit better and, and do those things. That's something that I'm learning as I age uh, is is a way more emphasis on the warming up portion of it. And, you know, we you talked about the diet uh, piece. That's something that I'm actually working on as well. So over the last couple of years, uh, I've really tried to try to own that in and 
and, uh, you know, try to eat a lot more greens and a lot more fruits and vegetables. So well done. Now uh, you have children, right? You have, yeah, you have to, right. in, yeah, to in, in pass to say, Hey, you know, you might not like this, but you're going to eat it anyway. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, right. So. so this is a really interesting topic. And I have spoke to Jerry Rice and he said without chiropractic care, it probably would have ended his career eight years earlier. Yep. And hearing you say that you get that maintenance and you get that um, tune up, so to speak, to ensure that things are working in the right um, way is really positive. And I think it's a, it's part of a fitness journey. What I want to ask you, though, I want to dig deep because in psyche of sports, there are some things where you just got to push past it. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you to think about the time when you know you weren't injured, but your body wants to stop. Tell me how you listen to your body and what are some of the finer finesse pieces where you're like, nope, I'm stopping. And when are the times where you're like, I have to go full bore and I'm doing it? Yeah, yeah, I, I would uh, echo Jerry's um opinion, I guess the, uh, after 17, I had about 18, about 18 months where my knee, um, it just did not react well to, to the surgery. And, um, there's a disconnect. I feel like, um, in training, uh, you know, there's obviously, um, discomfort, uh, you know, can't breathe those types of things. Um, you got to kind of push past those things. I guess a sharp pain or something like that is, is something that's completely different that you need to kind of shut it down. Uh, you know, I've had people here, we always tell people, Hey, you gotta, you gotta leave the ego at the door and got a really good friend that, um, you know, he's really sore in his bicep, you know, whatever, doing, doing some stuff, warming up. And we're like, Hey, you shouldn't, you shouldn't climb that rope. You shouldn't do it. Uh, you know, it's not good for you. Next thing you, you smell some tiger balm and you're like, he's like, ah, this, this feels better. And sure enough, pops that bicep. And so you're like, we told you numerous times and you only tell people so much and they're not going to listen. So yeah, I think it's, it's being in tune with, with your, your body and knowing the difference between a sharp pain. Um, it's most of the time, some type of injury and, you know, something that you're just kind of like, ah, you know, should I, should I keep pushing you know, with my knee? Um, it's still not 100, 100%. And so there's days where I'm like, that's a little stiff, but kind of push past, warm it up real good, get the blood flowing in there, get some synovial fluid moving around. And it, it nine times out of 10, um, when I get done, I'm like, Oh, all right, we're back to, back to feeling good. So movement, <clears throat> you know, we always use the, the metaphor movement as medicine because, uh, you know, we're, I feel like we're created to move. The more I move, um, the better I feel. And everybody asks, um, do I have full rest days? I try not to take a full rest day because I feel better physically and mentally. Um, if I move somehow, some way every day. Oh, you, you just said music to my ears because motion, <laughs> motion is part yep. of daily living and we heal by mobility and we actually can start to see ourselves gain flexibility and stability when we're moving. And especially our, our, our older um, people that, that out there that are listening, I want you to recognize that the more you move, the better you get, the less you move, the harder it is harder to keep those is. stretching and flexibility, yep. most importantly, balance. And that's one of the things that we quickly are starting to become aware of in the sciences. Our balance naturally starts to decrease over time. And I can see that you're a man on the move all the time. And yeah. I, I like that. And I want our audience to, to really recognize being healthy means you have to be mobile. You have to really push yourselves, even on those days where you're feeling sore, you've worked out really hard. Just yep. get some fluids moving along. There's um, there's a question that over time, as I've seen and been in the CrossFit tents, 
and treated with some of the other healthcare professionals is while you're in competition, while you're actually all geared up and ready to go, your mind is focused on it. I've seen people come in the tent with their hands bloody and they, they want to see the chiropractor and the chiropractor's like, first, we got to take care of the blood because that's first and foremost. But I see the impact that being at the CrossFit Games and having your team there, your healthcare ready to go team, can you share a little bit about what that means to you when you know that you need to perform at your optimum, having your team behind you? Yeah, you definitely want somebody um, that one knows your body and knows kind of what your issues are. You know, there's for me, there's always some certain things that are, um, you know, just either bad movement patterns over the years that I'm still trying to fix or, you know, just kind of nagging things like that knee and, and how we've treated it in the past. Um, so just somebody who's familiar or familiarity with, um, who's, you know, got some miles with knowing that being mobile and being properly in alignment is a key component to being on your fitness journey. Can you give our, our listeners three actionable steps that you would tell them to get started. Some may be just totally beginning and others may be like ramping it up and in the, yep. in the mentality of go for gold. Tell us what you would do on the, on the beginnings. Um, some three, three steps that would help them move forward in their journey. Yeah, I, I lead this. This is my, my biggest thing is have fun, enjoy what you do. Um, you know, a lot of people get into working out or doing fitness stuff. And if you want to compete and do those types of things, that's one thing. Uh, but if you're doing it just to get healthy, enjoy it, you know, like find something, it doesn't have to be CrossFit. You know, I, I think CrossFit is for everybody, um, but not everybody is for CrossFit. And so um, I don't care what you do as long as you're getting up and moving around. And that's why my wife doesn't really do much CrossFit. She'll do some of our body weight stuff here. Um, but I'm like, I don't care, but I just, it's better for you to move, you know? And so have some fun, find something you enjoy, find something you like to move, find some people you like to hang out with while working out. So that's, that's my big, big thing is fun. Uh, consistency is huge. Uh, get it, get in there, get going. You know, like you're saying, a lot of people, when they get in the first couple of days, they get super sore and they usually, usually stop, um, keep moving, keep, keep doing it. Usually, um, you know, if you keep moving through the soreness, uh, that soreness will one will dissipate, but then it also kind of shortens, um, how long it's going to take. To, to bounce back. And then uh, I know we are an adjustment podcast, but you know, mobility, uh, finding somebody that could uh, do some adjusting on you, making sure you're moving right, you know, like uh, either, you know, a PT, uh, ATC, like an athletic trainer, chiropractor, somebody that's going to help you out, make sure you're in line, make sure you're moving right, um, or a coach, you know, some type of like here at CrossFit Mayhem, um, we try to keep our class sizes, you know, one to 10. So there's, you know, some eyes watching, moving around when, when we're doing some uh, heavy lifting, we're making sure uh, coaches have some eyes and we're trying to see and correct and do those types of things, because that's usually when people get hurt um, is if you're not doing something correctly or you're trying to do more than what you're capable of. And so uh, part of that's that mobility. If you're not moving well, uh, it's not going to, not going to end well, usually. I absolutely love what you just said there, because those are three actionable steps, whether you're a beginner or an elite athlete that everybody should really be paying attention to. In my world, if you're not having fun, why are you doing it? So exactly. thank you, Rich. I had yep, a yep. ton of fun today. Speaking of fun, you're a great guy. Our audience, I know, will absolutely enjoy and hopefully will be able to continue their fitness journey as successful as you have. Thank you so much for joining us today.
Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to Adjusted Reality as we spoke to Rich Froning about leveling up your fitness journey, where you take away three things of importance in your fitness journey after speaking with Rich Froning today. First and foremost, have fun. Life is really short and we need you to enjoy what you do. Second, move. Even when you've had those tough workouts and your body is sore, keep moving. And last but not least, keep in balance. And finding a great healthcare provider is key to preventing injuries. Well, this podcast was brought to you by the Foundation for Chiropractic Progress. Don't forget to subscribe, share the podcast with friends, rate, and review. If you're feeling so inspired to learn more about chiropractic or to find a chiropractor near you, visit f4cp.org slash find a doctor. We appreciate your support and look forward to checking in with you again soon.